When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't wait for the season to start uh, on Friday night. I'll be calling the Warriors the Knights. Uh, Noddy will be with me, and so too will this man. Looking forward to it. Haven't spoken to Timmy Menar for a while. Tim's on the line. G'day, Tim. Oh, Matty, geez, good to hear your voice. It's, uh, it's been a while. I'm looking forward to getting back in the tools with you. Yep, you'll come on in. You'll you'll be armed with a bag of lollies. We'll have to stop Noddy from bouncing around, and we'll look forward to uh, getting into full-blown commentary. What have you made around what's been going on at the Eels uh, over the last 24 hours? So Mike Sivo extended his contract, and it appears as though we're getting closer to Mitchell Moses. Have you heard anything from within? Uh, yeah, it's not obviously Mitch isn't done yet, but um, yeah, you'd like to think that it's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm guessing they're just trying to dot the eyes, cross the T's, and maybe they're trying to his management's trying to squeeze a little bit more out of that lemon right at the end. But um, it looks pretty positive. Mike Sebo is another great signing as well. You know, um, you know, I'm a big believer that when it's, when players are comfortable at a club and they and they got that um, assurance and security of a, of a contract that you know, they can start you know playing their best footy. So you know, I reckon Micah, we've seen some really good years from him, but I reckon he's still got some um, great football ahead of him as well. Do you think there was any distraction or has been any distraction around the Eels the longer this Mitch Moses one goes on? Uh, oh, not really. I think I think players are pretty good at um, you know, keeping that stuff separate to your, you know, your day-to-day and your preparation. Um, and the, the nature of the beast is people understand it's a business role, but no one really... There wouldn't be many people talking to each other about you know, the details of what's going on. You know, I'm sure he's the boys would be getting into him and getting into the speaker about getting it done. But at the same time, I don't think the players are distracted by it. Um, and to Mitchell's credit, you know, the way he played in the trial game as well, he's handling it pretty well as well. And hopefully um, we can see, you know, an official statement sooner rather than later. But you think we're closer. Let me play devil's advocate here. If, if for whatever reason in the next 24 hours it went the other way, how much of a blow would that be for Parramatta? Uh, I don't think I don't think it's in the world. I don't think it's by straight. You know, obviously, you know, he's a he's a great halfback, and you want to keep him. But um, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Dylan Brown as well. I think he has the capability to run a team if needed. You know, he he does play second fiddle at the moment for Mitchell, and he's the older he gets, the more uh, control and the more confidence he has. But you know, he grew up at halfback, and he's always had control of the team growing up. Um, so yeah, he's sure he's done his apprenticeship, and he's had to learn his trade while playing second fiddle, but. Um, if he had to take the reins, I've got, I've got full confidence that he could be the, the dominant half that you know, um, the club would need if Mitchell was to go. But you know, I think that's a, a bit of a hypothetical. I think Mitchell will stay. But, um, yep. yeah, you just never know, I guess, these days. And, um, you know, if it was to go the other way, um, like I said, I think, you know, it's a big, you know, there's not that many great halfbacks out there. So I wouldn't, if I was the club, I wouldn't be signing a, a halfback. I'd be... Um, 
moving Dylan to halfback and, and trying to find yourself a more of a running five to play off him. You know what's interesting, Tim? We we focused on the preseason challenge. We got a little taste there with a couple of games. We're focusing on our top eight, so we're essentially focusing on the very end of the season and who's going to win and be Dally M. But not a lot of focus on what happens in round one from a player's perspective. We we dug up the stats. You won six and lost five in the first round over your eleven year career. Just give me a perspective of of exactly how round one plays out, no matter whether you're in it for the first year or like you in your 11th year, how different is round one to everything else? And how do you really prepare for the start of the season? Yeah, it's a different preparation. And you know, you're almost wasting your time doing video sessions on the, from trial games because trial games, clubs don't give away too much in terms of you know, plays and, and the style play they're going to do during the year. Um, you know, personnel is very different in trial games as well, so it's hard to get a read from videos in preparation. Oh, yeah, we've, I'm a big believer that round one, you've got to go out there and keep it as simple as possible because there's going to be the fatigue factors. The building gets high because your body's still adjusting to the match fitness and then uh, errors is what's going to hurt you. So the idea of round one is to get through the game with the least amount of errors. And if you can do that, um, you know, the fatigue won't hurt you as much as the opposition and all of a sudden you can put yourself in a position to win the game. And, and it doesn't have to be flamboyant round one. It's just got to be real simple and basic. And I think that's why Melbourne do so well round one because they're usually so well prepared fitness-wise. But they also know that they're not going to try to, um, you know, try to do too much you know, tricky plays or come up with too much um, extravagance. They're just about... Um, put on their work boots and getting the job done without uh, too much fanfare. With the Orioles hat on, what are you expecting from Josh Hodson playing his first game uh, in the NRL at the club? Oh, I like him. I think he's a great signing. I remember it was only a couple of years ago we were talking about him you know, being up there with Cameron Smith. So he's a great player. Um, I think I think the question mark is going to be how, how he works with Mitchell Moses. Uh, Mitchell, he works well with Reed Money. Reed Money is very good at just giving Mitchell early ball and allowing Mitchell to... Um, create what he needs from that. Uh, Hodgson's obviously a very different style of player to read where Hodgson um, does play a lot like Cameron Smith. He'll jump out, um, he'll scheme, and he'll, he'll look for opportunities himself as well. Um, my gut is I think I think Josh will, will kind of play his role and, and adjust his game a little bit to suit Mitchell. Um, but that, that's, I guess, the only question mark. Other than that, though, I think it's a great signing. And, um, you know, you don't lose too much. I know Reed Money's a big loss, but you don't lose too much because you've got someone... I mean, Josh's caliber sliding into that team, which is a, is a great pickup. Up at the Dolphins, Anthony Milford uh, left out of uh, Wayne Bennett's team to take on the Roosters. Is is Wayne doing the classic Wayne and and taking the focus off the youngster Katoa coming in on on debut, or is is Wayne as Wayne just had enough of players not turning up and fronting up after preseason training? Well, I don't think it's taking the focus off the youngster. I think Benny is kind of puts him on the mock a lot more because um, everyone's talking about who's coming in. Um, that said, though, you know, I think, um, you know, with someone like Milford, you know, you just, he's, he's obviously very experienced in what he does and, you know, he's been around for a long time, but at the same time, you know, Bennett's got the the free throw at the stumps where he gets to kind of throw a team out there that doesn't have the expectation of winning a, a competition in its first year. So he can give his young guys as much exposure as he, as he possibly can and, um, you know, he's, he's obviously shown his power by doing this early in round one and hoping to get you know as much run on the board as he can um, under the belt for the young fella and, and hopefully he you know he blossoms and turns into the player that Wayne knows he can be. All right, a couple of other thoughts. So the game that we're going to do uh, with Noddy, the Warriors v Knights, um, new look Warriors, so a new, few new faces in there. 
What are you expecting from Kalen Ponga at number six? I mean, this is, it's not make or break year in his career, but it could well be for the Newcastle Knights who are trying to bounce back. No, I've, I've always had a soft spot for the Knights. I, I love you know, the one-pound team. And, you know, I was growing up, loved watching Joey play. But, you know, Newcastle have definitely lost that shine over the years. And, uh, unfortunately, I can't see it getting any better this year. I think um, you know, I think they're in for a long year. Um, and that's, you know, I, I don't enjoy saying that because I actually want to see them go well. Um, I just I just don't know where, where it's going to turn around for them at the moment. Um, you know, Jackson Hastings obviously a good signing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I was asked to give my uh, top my uh, my ladder on um, on NRL tonight last night, and unfortunately, I've got Knights coming last in my book, so it could be a long year. Caleb Ponga, you're right, it's not making break, make or break, but it is a very important season for him. You know, for someone that came into a competition with so much um, you know, fanfare and excitement and the buzz, um, you know, even though he's come up with some incredible games and plays, um, you know, you still judge players sometimes by the success of their team and. Unfortunately for him, you know, the Newcastle Knights haven't delivered over the years and they need to they need to turn that around. They need to do it pretty quickly. Manly v Bulldogs on Saturday afternoon. Tommy Trebojevic in. The battle of the sixes and sevens across the board here is going to be interesting. When I look across, Tim, for my tips, and, and I, I think Manly are going to go well this year and I think the Bulldogs are clearly on the rise and things are going in the right direction. But this is one I, I'm tipping Manly to win but I can't say it with any certainty because of who they're going to play. However, Tommy Turbo in makes you lean that way. Can you can you clear my mind? I can't. I think both <laughs> these things are boxes. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think the Bullock is definitely going to be much improved this year compared to what they have in the, in the past. And um, I, But the reason I'm going to go man in this game is I just think the Dogs are going to need a bit of time to get there. You know, they've got Reed Marnie, which I think is a great. I'm a huge Reed Marnie fan. Uh, kick out a lot of these key guys they find it's going to add so much value but it does take time for players to get to know each other and and understand how you know how each other play and, and get that instinctiveness um that you can only get with time and i'm sure you know they would have worked a lot on it in the off season but playing um games compared to training is a very different um kettle of fish so you've got the knights finishing with the wooden spoon this year who have you got finishing first and who have you got to win the premiership I've got Panthers finishing first. I don't have them winning the premiership. I think, you know, they're just so good at knowing what to do to get through a season. You know, they've got so much experience and, you know, that will that will do well for them. Um, you know, I think Roosters are in for a big year. I, I had them coming second. I think they're going to have a, a massive year and they could win the comp. But my my premiership tip is actually South Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. That That's where I settled on yesterday. Um, so I'm with you. I've got the Panthers finishing first and I've got the Bunnies to win the premiership. Good on you, mate. Great to get your thoughts. It all starts, of course, tomorrow night with your boys against the Storm. And then I look forward to catching up with you on uh, Friday night when we call the Warriors and Knights. Thanks, Tim. Can't wait, Matty. See you then. Tim Manor joining us. Wow. Newcastle last. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736. 17 minutes after 11 o'clock. Uh, new name for... Oh, hang on. For a show. Alex, now, now you've got a show. Uh, Alex in Wonderland. That's... Uh, if you guys can talk to program manager Jeremy about the <laughs> no, new show, I, that's going to be See very what exciting. I mean about taking the leaf out of Tommy's book? Yeah, exactly. Turn a segment into your own show. Matty, I'm not sure what you call a segment, but I've definitely got the song for you. Uh, to the tune of the village people, Maestro, Maestro Man, I Want to Be a Maestro Man. That's, I mean, that sort of works. If Nathan wants to come in and, and voice it, 
that I'd one be very appreciative. That one from Nathan Blue Emu says Alex Sacon. That's a little bit yeah, too. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. The Maestro's Mulch um, from the Kingswood. Combine the two. The Kingswood Welder. That's not bad, actually. At the moment, what is it? Uh, Mulchy's Madness. Mulchy's Madness. Yeah, all right. Let's stick with that. Back after this.